Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today I am interviewing the executive director of Baltimore Homecoming Inc., Robin Lee. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Rob. It's so good to be in company with another Rob and <laughs> furthermore, a Rob Lee. It's funny because some of my friends actually call me Rob. So that's that's fantastic. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where I I played a numerology game and it's like, what is your preferred name? And what do you prefer people to call you? And it's like my name is larger than that, but I prefer Rob Lee. So that's just what I go with in, in yeah. this space. So, yeah. Wait, what's your full name? Eh, I don't really say it too much on here. <laughs> OK, I will pretend I didn't ask. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's um, but I'm a junior and um, I used to get all of these Robert E. Lee jokes, which yeah. I was not a fan of. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah. I can relate. No worries. I have lots of because uh, people would just say, you know, Robin, like Robin the bank or Robin or hood or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, I just 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 us getting just name abused. It's not great. <laughs> learning for learning yeah. for the next generation. Totally. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, your background and kind of for those who are undip, uninitiated. Can you give us those those vital stats? Um, describe your work and what Baltimore yeah. Homecoming is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first, Baltimore Homecoming is a nonprofit initiative that was launched in 2017. Um, and we are building an a, a an alumni network of Baltimore's most accomplished expats. So folks who were born and raised in Baltimore or just spent a significant amount of time in Baltimore um, and call Baltimore some sort of version of home, um, but now are based outside of Baltimore. They're based in, you know, all across the U.S. or the world. Um, and the idea of Baltimore homecoming is to reconnect these people with the future of Baltimore. So while we have them come back for a three-day annual event um, called Baltimore Homecoming, the purpose of the event is to connect them with the leaders people, doers, uh, artists, innovators um, who are in Baltimore uh, building Baltimore's future and uh, illuminate those opportunities for these Baltimoreans from all over to get back involved in the life of Baltimore. Um, so we launched in 2017. We held our first two events um, in 2018 and 2019. Um, and of course we had to postpone in 2020 uh, and we're looking forward to our next event, um, May 4th through 6th, 2022. Um, so far, we've been able to connect. Uh, we've been able to invite back about 150 alumni across the first two events. Um, but in that, you know, we started with a database of 400. How do we start that database? We Googled, we Wikipedia, we, you know, thought about the, the come first to the top of your mind, Baltimoreans. We started there. Um, and then we uh, worked with our school partners across the Baltimore region, where, um, our schools and universities, high schools and universities, to help us identify alumni who would be interested in this. Um, and so now we've grown our database to over two, 900 um, alumni. And uh, these are all folks who have the means to contribute back to Baltimore um, in some way, shape or form. Um, and I don't mean just financially. I mean, in all forms of capital, social capital, human capital, intellectual capital. Um, so there are just so many di uh, diverse ways for any individual, any Baltimorean to be involved um, uh, with Baltimore homecoming and then lar uh, largely with Baltimore. Um, 
you asked, you know, my background, how do I get into this? Yeah. Um, so I say that I am making my own Baltimore homecoming, uh, to be a part of Baltimore homecoming. So I actually, um, I have to answer this at the top because it has to do with my work. I'm not from Baltimore. I'm from Montgomery County. I'm from Maryland. Yes. I saw that reaction. Um, so I am from Maryland. Um, and what brought me to Baltimore was UMBC university of Maryland, Baltimore County, for those who don't know, uh, uh, I feel like hopefully if this is a Maryland audience, like everyone knows UMBC, it's behind me. Boom. <laughs> I played volleyball. My Jersey's there. Um, and so that brought me to Baltimore so much so that, um, throughout my time at UMBC, I was working part-time at cheesecake factory downtown in our Harbor. Um, and really got to know the Baltimore community. I was going to arts events. I went to the creative lines. I volunteered there. Um, and I really made Baltimore my adult home. Right. Um, and, uh, my last internship during my undergrad experience became my first job, full-time job, kind of like a dream job. I was working for Maryland art place, small gallery nonprofit on the West side of Baltimore, uh, right by Lexington market. Um, and, um, it was awesome. Uh, I was running the gallery. I learned how to hang artwork up, which is hence, you know, I have lots <laughs> of artwork up now. Um, and, uh, unfortunately I kind of learned the, how brutal arts funding is. So, um, I was ultimately let go and the, the, the nonprofit ended up having some troubles, um, the, the subsequent years, um, due to the slash in arts funding across the state. Um, maybe it was across the city actually. Um, and so at that point, my career took a couple turns. Um, I ended up uh, working in DC for a number of years. Um, I directed this event called the Emporium, <laughs> this poster nice. here, uh, which was which goes on to become um, Baltimore and DC one of Baltimore and DC's best food events uh, for a couple years in 2015 um, or thereabouts. Um, and then I ended up, uh, like I said, in DC working for one of the bids, one of the business improvement districts, uh, leading into my large scale event experience. I was, uh, uh, essentially a neighborhood events coordinator. Um, but our bid was the only bid that managed festival grounds within DC proper. So I managed about 300 events in nine months. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Talk about definition of burnout. Um, and so when the opportunity for uh, to come back to Baltimore to join its uh, initial team, um, I jumped at the opportunity to make a homecoming of my own. Yeah. Um, no knock on D.C., but uh, just in comparison to Baltimore, um, D.C. is um, a community of transients. Uh, mostly right there aren't that many true washingtonians left um that lives grew up and stayed in washington dc um and and so therefore what you know the events i was producing felt a little bit cold and you know uh there was a lack of community aspect to it um and i never felt really a much like really a part of the 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 dc community right whereas you know the the formative years i spent in baltimore the arts community embraced me the uh my cheesecake factory family embraced me you know and um, I, you know, built community by volunteering in different, uh, with different organizations and things like that. So 
I felt like I had community in Baltimore and I had this opportunity to give back. Um, and that's the mission of Baltimore homecoming. Yeah. Right. And so I, I felt like I was modeling that by, uh, taking this opportunity to be a part of Baltimore homecoming. So that was a really long winded answer, no, but no. <laughs> it hopefully answered, um, the first, just like the initial background. Yeah. Interviews done. You, you've covered everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you for sharing all of that. That's like big, important work. And I love hearing that connection because it's obviously something that that's meaningful to you, the work that you're doing outside of, yeah. you know, it's like, this is my story, how it connects to the work that I'm doing. So it just, it just fills in itself, I think. Yeah. So. And thank you for asking, because I think I, I put my work in front of me so often that I don't get to talk about what motivates me. And um, I hope that just resonates with some people. Yes, I think so. I definitely resonates with me. Um, so I, I read that Baltimore Homecoming's goal is twofold or goals are twofold um, to reengage and reshape that narr the narrative. Um, what is the narrative and what is um, Baltimore Homecoming doing to to reshape it? And I, I think you've yeah. touched on it very macroly, but maybe something yeah. in specifically, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So reshape and uh, reengage, like you said, the twofold um, goals of Baltimore Homecoming. So I kind of already talked about reengaging. And, you know, we uh, reengage this alumni network through uh, in, um, inviting them back to homecoming for this experience um, and then uh, hopefully motivating them to action and, and getting reinvolved in the life of Baltimore. That's the reengage part. Now, how do we reshape Baltimore's narrative? Um, so we also see this alumni network of uh, Baltimoreans across the U.S. and the world um, to be a network of ambassadors. Um, so folks who ha have um, uh, clout and influence in their own uh, networks, wherever they're based, New York, L.A., Chicago, France, wherever. Sure. Um, and I think that that through this network of ambassadors, we have an opportunity to reshape the narrative for Baltimore. What is its narrative now? I think um, there are many narratives about Baltimore, but the, the narrative that too often comes to the mainstream and is covered by the media is one of rise uh, of a rise in crime and violence of I don't know. What TV show do you think of when you think of The Wire? Uh, mm. <laughs> when you think of the wire, <laughs> I think <Yeah>. of Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, often when I do travel and I ask non-Baltimoreans what they yeah. think about Baltimore, they, they tell me the wire, they, you know, it's yeah. a great show. It is a great show. Um, but it does shape a, a very particular narrative about Baltimore, mm -hmm. which tends to overshadow some of the um, amazing um, positive things that are happening in Baltimore, right? Yeah. So our goal with Baltimore Homecoming is to shine a light so bright on those positive things happening in Baltimore that our this network of ambassadors has no choice but to come take those stories and bring it back to their uh, their networks and and to share it, yeah. right? And we think collectively we might be able to move the needle on reshaping the narrative for Baltimore in that way. Um, so a lot of what uh, we do is amplifying stories. Um, that actually happens to be the theme of this year's event, Amplify, because uh, that's what we're here to do. We're not here to really rewrite anything or to um, impose a narrative, is to just amplify the narrative that's already there, but probably needs a little bit more of a platform, right? So I think that's really how um, our goals are twofold and how we uh, hope to attack that. I love it. And um, 
because you know stroking my ego a little bit because that's ultimately what I'm uh, trying to do as well <laughs> with this where you know like going to Morgan State University and and being there at a time where I think the wire was still on and just talking to people from DC Philly New York they're like yeah man so what you know about this it's like well uh and, and having that connection where like one of my teachers in high school was one of the co-writers. So it's just like, oh, okay. And it's like, I was in the school system when a lot of, I was one of those kids, but I didn't have that same experience, you know, yeah. and acknowledging like, this is like premier work. This is a great work, but also it's not the only thing that goes on here. And yeah. really having that in my mind for the longest time and getting to a point where like, I, I guess what really bugged me out was, you know, 2019, we have the, the, you know, then president talking very wrong mm -hmm. and spicy about the city. And I was like, no, nah, I got to do something. I got to try to disprove this from from my small uh, perch. Yeah. And I was like, let's bring on some folks and try to not, not necessarily change the narrative. Like, I don't you, I don't know if we really control a narrative per se, but I think that we can have input in an, in a narrative and make it more holistic yeah. and more well-rounded. So that's what I try to do with this, have authentic conversations. And I remember early on, people would ask, oh, are you just talking about positive stuff? I was like, no, I'm talking about real stuff. Like, yeah. if this is totally. what's happening, this is what's happening. But I think who I try to reach out to are people that I think are really doing like cool things and they're real authentic individuals. That's what I try to connect on. Yeah, totally. And I'll totally co-sign on like the motivations behind this. Like all we can really do is what we have the power to do. And, um, you know, I, I find Baltimore homecoming a pretty unique and like innovative model. And there are a lot of people doing amazing work for and of of Baltimore and for Baltimore, um, in so many different ways, shapes and forms, and we need all of it. Right. Um, so I love you're, you're basically in the same business of amplifying stories. So, um, I'm all for it. Uh, and we're in this together. Absolutely. Um, yeah. tell me about the, the campaign for Baltimore heroes. Yeah. Thank you so much for asking. So the campaign for Baltimore's heroes. So, um, in the life of Baltimore homecoming, you know, we talked about 2020 and how, unfortunately we had to postpone the event. Um, so we didn't, we weren't just like postponing the event and just stepping back like, okay, I guess we'll just twiddle our thumbs until that event date comes. Right. So we, th we took a step back and we thought, you know, um, how do we continue to contribute to Baltimore success, uh, without our staple event, which was Baltimore homecoming. Um, and you know, how, let's take a step back and kind of uh, assess our strengths. Right. So we thought, you know, at that point, um, especially at the onset of the pandemic, people were setting up funds, people were giving out food, people were delivering food, you know, people were doing a lot. And, and we, were, we were asked ourselves, what is Baltimore homecoming's wheelhouse? What can we provide that's unique, that's, you know, not uh, duplicating efforts, right? And so we said, what's unique to us is um, our connection with this alumni community of Baltimoreans across the U.S. That's pretty obvious, but we needed to restate that. Um, and at that point, we said, you know, one way we can do something different is to um, continue to motivate Baltimore by connecting Baltimore, local Baltimoreans 
with Baltimore alumni across the U.S. in conversation. So at first, we just created something like what you're doing, uh, where we just created a webinar series called Baltimore Conversations, where we connected some really interesting uh, alumni with some really inspiring local Baltimoreans in conversations that anyone could relate to. It spanned from education to sports, to uh, environmental sustainability, to uh, arts. Um, and so that's how we brought people together just through conversation. And, um, it was, it, it was a, a connections ground. Um, so, you know, Baltimoreans, we connected, uh, together, whether they're from Baltimore or whether they're based in Baltimore or not, you know, c connected over a, a common, uh, topic or interest, um, and that sparked a new relationship. Right. So we held about, I think we held 19 Baltimore conversations. Um, they're all available online. We partnered with charm TV, um, Baltimore's, uh, Baltimore city's official TV channel and, um, broadcasted them to, to tens of thousands of viewers. Um, cause we wanted, you know, Bal the local Baltimore community to know that the, that Baltimoreans across the U S, uh, were uh, thinking of Baltimore, yeah. right? So I think in our, the way I see it, we were trying to help on the morale side yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic. We're like, we need to keep up everyone's morale. Um, and so we'll do this because this is unique to what we can do. Um, but of course we didn't want to stop there. Um, we were like, okay, we, we've been producing these, these have been going well, um, but mo what's more? Um, so, um, because in the meantime, you know, alumni from our network were reaching out to us, like, how can we help Baltimore? How can I help my hometown? You know, people are losing jobs. People are sick. Our healthcare workers are overworked. Um, you know, how can we help? So we decided to launch the campaign for Baltimore's heroes. Um, it's an online crowdfunding campaign where we created a website. It's giving.baltimorehomecoming.com, where it's essentially to me a one-stop shop. Um, you can go to uh, giving.baltimorehomecoming.com and see the 40 different organizations that Baltimore Homecoming has engaged with across the first two years of Baltimore Homecoming. Um, and so these are all nonprofits that we worked with uh, either, you know, they hosted a field trip site um, or they were nominated as homecoming heroes. And I'll, I will share that, you know, our homecoming hero awards um, is essentially run by the public. We have, we asked the public to nominate um, community change makers that who they think, um, sh who they think their stories need to be told on yeah. and amplified. So, um, through that, you know, we have a cohort of 10 each year. So 20 homecoming heroes, um, whose work we try to amplify and support, um, in everything we do. So the campaign for Baltimore heroes encompasses our 20 homecoming heroes, as well as 20, um, partner organizations that hosted field trips and things like that. So if you put your shoes in a, uh, put yourself in the shoes of a Baltimore alumni or, or alum who came back for Baltimore homecoming, say in 2018 and or 19, um, you were exposed to X amount of, uh, nonprofits and organizations and, and people. It's a lot to take in, but at this moment, you're coming back to Baltimore homecoming saying, how can I help? And now uh, I, or Baltimore Homecoming, can share with you this platform that 
shares an updated story of all of these organizations, what they've been up to, how they've been addressing the challenges of COVID and um, how they've had to pivot and exactly how you can give back. Um, so we highlighted, obviously, giving opportunities, you know, donate to to them because they're doing this, um, but also volunteer opportunities. We definitely try um, to illuminate virtual volunteer opportunities. There's never a shortage of opportunities to mentor, to uh, advise, to just be a peer. Um, Cause we know, you know, we were at that point still in a very much a virtual world. Right. right. Um, and so this, this campaign essentially became a, uh, a resource for Baltimore alumni and local community members to find mostly actually uh, grassroots and BIPOC led organizations to support um, uh, who are just doing amazing um, uh, pivotal work for Baltimore. Sure. Um, so our goal um, when we launched was always to, to raise a million dollars. I think we just needed to set a high bar. Yeah. Um, and while that bar is very high, um, we are pretty confident we can reach it. Um, and specifically, our, our goal is to engage our alumni community with this. So often with a lot of fundraising in Baltimore, um, uh, we say in Baltimore that we tend to go back to the same wells Mm -hmm. Um, and we, and, or we just cut the pie in different slices, but it's the same pie. Right. Um, so our goal is to expand that pie. So we're, um, fundraising, we're specifically trying to tap our alumni community to see this as kind of like a, for lack of better words, a gateway drug, if you will. <laughs> um, so a gateway to, to Baltimore, maybe this is their first engagement. Maybe they make a small gift, yeah. but in that way, then they'll get interested in this organization's work. Then they'll stay connected and, and maybe volunteer in the future and then uh, learn of different ways to get involved in Baltimore. So that's to me, the, re the real goal of the campaign. Yeah. Um, but to speak about the number goal. Um, we've now reached um, over five hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Five hundred and twenty thousand dollars. No, wait. Five hundred twenty-three hundred thousand <laughs> numbers. I'm not a number person. Same. <laughs> uh, so uh, over half a million dollars yeah. has been raised through the campaign for Baltimore's Heroes. Most of that has been from our commu alumni community as well. A couple different major gifts um, of folks who you know, uh, kept Baltimore in their heart. Um, and so that those monies have been distributed directly to those organizations and immediately as well. I think often with a lot of campaigns, um, they tend to want to tally up the money and then distribute it at the end once you've achieved the goal. Right. But we listened and heard, we, uh, we asked, listen and heard, we asked, you know, what do our community partners need? Yeah. They need funding. They need immediate funding. Right. And so we uh, answered by making, ensuring that the, any funds raised by this campaign is dispersed immediately to the organization. So we're essentially just the pass through, um, but I think that has been one of the uh, successes or strengths of the campaign is that people want to know that their money is going to the people that they want to support um, immediately and directly. So we try to do that. So long-winded answer again, no. that's the campaign for Baltimore's Heroes. Still on, of course, we haven't achieved our goal of a million dollars yet. We hope to by, that's by, by May 2022 uh, when, we, uh, when the event comes back around. Well, that's what we, we love to hear. And um, yeah, I think it's, 
I think listening and especially here, like Baltimore is a place that's very authentic and we will hold you to your word. So mm-hmm. if it's kind of one of those things where it's like, well, you asked, we, we gave an answer and you're doing it. That's just, that's goodwill. That's, that's rein, reinforcing that goodwill. And I always look at a lot of these things, going back to one of the things you said earlier, and, and we'll get into a few rapid fire questions before we wrap up here. But I go back into one of the things that you, you touched on earlier and it, for me, it feels like it's it's always an endorsement. It's like, you know, it's more than like money. It's like endorsement. Are you endorsing Baltimore? Are you endorsing yes. the people that are there? That's the way that I think a lot of these things work. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I think that's the way it sustains because ultimately money can go away, but someone supporting what you're doing with their time, energy, resources, and so on, that, that lasts. Yeah, you get it. Man, <laughs> uh, I, I will share having the privilege of meeting so many Baltimoreans um, in different stages of life, different sectors and different parts of the world. Every Baltimorean wears a badge of honor about being Baltimorean. Right. And now we're just providing an opportunity to like shout that to the world. Yeah. Um, and like you said, to make that that endorsement for Baltimore, like more people just need to be wear that badge even bigger. You know what I mean? Yeah, So totally. Okay, real quick, we have uh, three rapid fire questions here. Okay. Um, the first two I think are going to be easier. The last one is going to be a little bit more challenged, but we'll wrap up on that last one. Bring so it on. The first one is: Do you have an unusual challenge? I mean, you, unusual talent, and what it is? And what is it? Unusual talent. Can you juggle? Can you like oh, roller skate? Um... I used to be able to roller skate, but I uh, gave that up. Um, oh, okay. Unusual talent. Um, I'm like really good at strategic board games. Um, <laughs> okay. And I think people think it's not that unusual for me because I do a lot of planning and like coordinating. And so it almost kind of does translate to strategic board games. Um but like think really nerdy board okay. games. like yeah so maybe that's a talent i don't know no it is we're, we're on the same page there um the nerdier the more strategically oriented it is the better i am at it i am like your trivia guy but also it's a little strategy in there because i'm a data analyst by day so yeah okay um, oh but i will add because it's not a board game i'm really good at tetris so uh-huh Maybe that's yeah. un, that's maybe that's unusual. We're on but, the same um, team. We're on the same team here. I I rock the Tetris. Yeah, we're on the same team. You know, blocking okay. it out. Um, uh, night owl or early riser? Okay, I get this question a lot because um, everyone's like, "How do you do everything you do in <laughs> your day?" I'm both. <laughs> um, I like. I'm pretty active in the morning. I'm pretty active at night, but I, what I'm not is an afternoon person. Um, so that's when I get my slump. That's when I get really tired. Um, and I was just reading about the culture of mapping Mm -hmm. in everywhere, except for the U S there is an expected break in the middle of the day because humans are not, uh, humans are like wired to take a break in the middle of the day. So I was like, man, my body is just, telling me what it needs. Um, so I do not actually nap that much, which I wish I just try to power through. But if I, if we lived in a more of a accepting nap culture, like middle of the workday, siesta time, nap yeah. culture, I totally would. Yeah. I try to do the Pomodoro thing and like try to break up my day that way instead of just trying to power through, which I used to just go straight through and just like, I've had four cups of coffee this morning and <laughs> it's not great for me. Uh, last, last question. Um, and this is more of a finish this kind of sentence sort of thing. Okay. Um, Baltimore is. 
Baltimore is oh, so many answers for this. I actually ask this question quite often too. <laughs> I, I'm I'm trying to pause before I just like appropriate someone else's answer. Oh, I may um, have been like stalking the internet to troll you a little bit here, but go on. <laughs> um, Baltimore is, I don't know a better way to answer that than like Baltimore is its people. Mm. So I, the Baltimore's greatest asset is its people, whether they, Baltimore's greatest export is its people too, right? Um, and I think that's, there's something about the Baltimore community, um, whether here or elsewhere, that is just unexplainable. Um, you know, uh, people are always looking to help a neighbor better the community at large. Um, and then, and also just like people will throw down for Baltimore. Right. And that, that is so special that you, I feel like I do not find anywhere else. Um, and so I will say my answer is Baltimore is its people, um, or is as great as its people or, or something like that. Um, yeah. That's very much in line with what I work and what I do for work, but um, also very much in line with my personal values and what I think about Baltimore. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. And I want to invite you to um, telephone folks to uh, where to check out more about Baltimore Homecoming or social media website, all of that good stuff. And thank you for coming on to this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, I will say if people want to learn more, um, definitely our website, www.baltimorehomecoming.com. Um, you'll find our social media handle. If you just look up Baltimore homecoming via IG, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Um, currently, I don't know when this is going to air, but the, I'll say it in a time irrelevant way. Um, we all are currently, um, highlighting our, semi-finalists for our homecoming hero awards. So please go learn about the stories of these 10 amazing community change makers. Um, and if this is before December 31st, you can edit this. I don't know. Um, you can still vote, um, because the top five will have a chance to speak at homecoming and earn a $3,000 cash prize. Um, again, we will be uplifting these, um, amazing folks for perpetuity. Um, and additionally, we are hosting our, um, our application for our crab tank, pitch competition for startups and, and small businesses is currently live as well. Um, so there are always opportunities for the local community to get involved and help us shape Baltimore homecoming. So um, stay connected with us via website and social media for those opportunities, or just reach out. We're a small team, but we'll get back to you. We'll have conversations just like me and Rob just did. Oh yeah. Thank you. Uh, so for the great Robin Lee of Baltimore Homecoming. I am Rob Lee saying that there is community in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it. <laughs>